Blog Talk Radio. Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow the 110 Nation at one the 110 Nation. <clears throat> Check us out on Facebook, my personal fan page, Mr. CJ Sports, the 110 Nation fan page, the 110 Nation Sports. Glad to be in the studio on this beautiful, wonderful Monday night. Um, got a lot of things. Uh, <clears throat> definitely got a lot of things we want to jump into tonight. Um, looking forward to another great show. Um, want to make sure that, uh, we get a couple things covered real quick. I thought I had this pulled up, but while, uh, we do that, don't forget Tuesday night right here in the studio, um, the guys from Race Chat Live, Chris, Craig, and Taz will be in the studio, recap a... <laughs> A crazy, fun, great weekend at um, Atlanta. Um, so looking forward to hearing what the guys' thoughts and their opinions of uh, Atlanta, um, all three series. Um, so looking forward to that. Also, um, not this week, but starting next week, Thursday night, the Southern Dirt Track Report will be back in rotation on Thursday nights at 8 p.m., so make sure you guys tune in for that as well. And then also starting next week, Taz is um, broadcasting, doing a uh, live play-by-play, um, live race coverage of the uh, the uh, Mule, the Mules, that or another, <laughs> let me pull this up. The Mule, and I don't know why I forget what it is every day on time. Um, it's an iRacing, uh, ice, there we go, Mud Mules eSports Series, um, iRacing um, Series, um, iRacing League. Um, so uh, starting next Friday night, um, his his nights will change um, as the race uh, the race series or the race league um, races on different nights. Um, I think a lot of them that he'll be doing is Friday nights if uh, nobody's doing a show. Um, Wednesday or Thursday at that particular week. Well, it looks like it'll be Wednesday. We're about to tie up Thursday nights. He'll uh, be in the studio doing them those nights as well. So looking forward to that. I want to make sure that I thank our marketing partners. Got to thank uh, Phoenix Fitness. You guys can find them at uh, fnxfit.com. Um, use code FNXIZZK and get your 15% off. Um, thanks to the 110 Nation. Um, used uh, had my protein this morning. 
Um, love, I love their protein. It's great protein, great quality, great product. Uh, for every item they sell, they donate a gallon of water for those in need. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, make sure you guys go over there. Like I said, www.fnxfit.com. Um, I got my recharge, pre-workout, uh, nitric oxide booster right here at the desk. Um, for those that are uh, that follow me or like me on the, my personal page, Mr. CJ Sports, you see me with the product. It's not uh, not one of the things where I promote a product and uh, don't actually uh, partake in using it or getting it myself. I also want to thank Bears Bull uh, Market Group for supporting us as well. For every uh, person that goes over there, check their Facebook group out. Every uh, Everybody goes over there and becomes a member. They will donate $1 to the uh, 110 Nation Sports uh, um, cause, and also um, they will uh, be donating, donating a percentage of their profits every month um, to help us continue to grow, upgrade, and everything else. And then finally, i got to shout out to Carolina Sports Plus. I'm glad to uh, kind of re new our uh, um, partnership with uh, Mario over there. Um, he's going to have his website out here in the next week or two, but you got to check out his uh, his page over at uh, Carolina Sports Plus for all your sport, uh, sporting merchandise needs. Um, local company, great prices, great deal. Um, couldn't really ask for a better guy to get your stuff from. Um, as I have uh, quite a few things from uh, Sporting uh, Carolina Sports Plus, so make sure you guys check them out as well. Got a lot of things to jump into. I tell you what, it seems like every week it gets crazier and crazier in the sports world. Um, so uh, definitely got a lot of things to jump into. First of all, oh, my Lord, this topic. <laughs> this topic has been probably the topic of topics. Um, and I, I don't – I <laughs> I don't even I don't even know to go with this topic. I, I'm going to pull this up real quick because um, it's it's insane um, the fact that this even happened, and then it's even more insane the the mixed reviews, the 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 feelings, the everything that is involved with uh, what we're seeing here um, out of uh, what happened this week. But Deshaun Watson was traded to the uh, Cleveland Browns. Um, the Browns trade uh, Deshaun Watson was traded to Cleveland from Houston with the 20, 2024 fifth round pick for the 2023 first round pick, the 2023 third round pick, the 2024 first round pick, the 2024 fourth round pick, and the 2022 first round pick, um, which would be pick number 13 um, for this year's draft. Um, once again, I'm not big on the whole. Was we're gonna, we're going to swap a fifth for a fourth year? Right. It's a little bit better. The, the other one was I think a six for a six. Uh, so he only moved up a few spots. Um, this is a little bit better. But yes, the Cleveland Browns traded for Deshaun Watson, bringing Deshaun Watson to um, Cleveland to upgrade at the quarterback position. They turn around, then sign Deshaun Watson to a five-year, $230 million contract, including a $44 million, uh, $44.9 million signing bonus, 
$233 million guaranteed, which is the highest guaranteed contract in NFL history, making him the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL um, on an average salary of $46 million. In 2022, Watson will earn a base salary of $1,035,000 with the sign with the signing bonus being of $44.9 million while carrying a cap hit of 10 just a little over $10 million and a dead cap value of $230 million. Um we'll talk a little bit about the structure of this contract here in a second. Uh, but, yes, Deshaun Watson in. Looks like Baker Mayfield is out. Case Keenum is out. Um, there's been a lot of things going on in Cleveland, the AFC North. Uh, as we mentioned last week, um, the Cincinnati Bengals upgraded their offensive line to give Joe Burrow some um, protection. Of course, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers upgraded the quarterback position from Mason Rudolph, uh, bringing in uh, Mitch Trubisky. Um, I don't think Baltimore has done a lot of moving and a lot of moves in this offseason, but the AFC North has definitely became a very competitive, probably the most competitive division in, I don't know, we could argue that in the AFC West. Um, But it's gotten very interesting. Um, Now, depending on Deshaun Watson's uh, court cases and his legal troubles. Uh, That will also depend on how the Browns do at this point. Now, we did go sign um, um, Briscoe, Brisket, whatever his name is from. I had it earlier. Um, to to be a backup, which gives us an opportunity to have a good backup, a quality backup. I don't not sure why we just didn't keep Case Keenum, who has been a quality was a quality backup last year and has been a starter in the league. Um, but that's over my head. <clears throat> um, we got to talking about this, and the statement was out by the. And this is where things kind of get a little controversial. I, I tell you what, bringing in Deshaun Watson with the 22 civil cases, with the sexual misconduct, the sexual um, charges that he has going on, um, has not been a, a very welcoming um, thing for Cleveland fans. Um, it's, it's crazy to me because it seems that people pick and choose to what severity. I mean, from any report, I, I've not seen him actually touch anybody. He was sexually harassed, maybe exposed, kind of insinuated one of the things. But here we also have Kareem Hunt, who's on the team, who actually laid his hands on a woman, and there wasn't that much of a kickback. Um, we, we've had that on other teams, and there has not been as much of a kickback, but you have a guy that was wanting a happy ending every time, <laughs> essentially, what it boiled down to. Um, and there is this tremendous kickback and pushback on Deshaun Watson um, joining the Cleveland Browns. Um, It didn't really matter where he landed. It it was going to be a thing no matter where he went. Um, I'm not condoning what he did. I'd also like to 
wait for the complete judgment. I, I don't want to be a LeBron James who would, would throw this police officer underneath the bus and, and and say the police officer should die and all these other things when all the truth finally comes out and the cops are innocent and, you know, if the arrest weren't resisted and guns weren't involved and everything else, things wouldn't have escalated or turned out the way they did. Um, by any stretch of the imagination, no, I don't think Deshaun Watson is innocent. But um, I, I would at least like him to have his opportunity to go to trial, find out as much of the truth as we can uh, before we put a complete judgment down on to, to what extreme should we be disgusted, disappointed, or disapproving of, uh, of Deshaun Jackson. Um, it's just crazy to me that everybody's got this mindset to how much of a demon this guy is. Um, I mean, the other day, these people all could be linked together in one big group and all happen to be masseuses that happen to have him as a client and it all be one big money scheme. I'm not saying that's the case, but we don't know. I mean, you know, everybody swore down that Tom Brady was guilty, never was able to prove anything, um, still had to serve a, a four-game suspension on something the NFL could never prove. Um, and so at the end of the day, I, I would I at least like to give the opportunity to, to what extent, Basically, I wanted to be able to get to what severity or to what extent am I supposed to be disappointed, disgusted, or disapproving of. Um, I, I don't want to underjudge it. I, I'm not going to say that there's really anything to overjudge because even one case is too many. Um, but at the end of the day, there's so many conflicting stories, so much confliction going on. Um, I, I would really like to, to de know the details, and, and it's crazy in the, in the place, in the time and era that we are, that there are cameras and phones and everything everywhere, how there's not really, other than she said, evidence at this point um, is kind of mind-blowing to me. But um, at the end of the day, let's, let's, let's see what the Browns have dug themselves into. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know if it's the best thing for the Browns, and, and it was the best route to go. Uh, but at the end of the day, I am a Browns fan through and through, so I'm going to have to, at the end of the day, either support what the Browns did at some point or another or find a new team. And, you know, I've already lost my baseball team and this whole stupid woke garbage and no longer have a Cleveland team, a Cleveland baseball team to cheer for. Uh, you, you decided to – turn your, your back on history, heritage, and everything else when it comes to the Cleveland Indians, and so I no longer support um, the baseball team. So I'd really not like to lose really my biggest pride and joy, and that's the Cleveland Browns. Um, statement from D and Jimmy Haslam, the owners of the Cleveland Browns. We spent a tremendous amount of time exploring and investigating the opportunity to trade for Deshaun Watson. We are accurately aware uh, and empathetic to the highly personal sentiments expressed about this decision. Our team's comprehensive evaluation process was of utmost importance due to the sensitive nature of his situation and the complex factors involved. We also understand there are still some legal proceedings that are go ongoing and will 
and we will respect the due process. It is pivotal that we, along with uh, Andrew Berry and Kevin Stavansky, meet with Deshaun um, to have a straightforward dialogue, discuss our priorities, and hear directly from him on how he wants to approach his career on and off the field. He, had, he was humble, sincere, and candid. In our conversation, Deshaun detailed his commitment to leading our team. He understands and embraces the hard work needed to build his name both in the community and on the field. Those in-depth conversations, the extensive evaluation process, his dedication to being a great teammate, and devotion to helping others within the NFL, within the community, and through his charitable um, initiatives provided the foundation for us to pursue Deshaun. We are confident in Deshaun and excited about moving forward with him as our quarterback and supporting genuine and determined efforts. Um, not a popular statement coming from the uh, owner. Um, one, I, I think, where, where it talks about um, – Hoping that uh, um, stay hard work both in, in community. I don't think. Well, I'm not gonna say I don't think. Um, I, I think it's going at least a season or two before the fans get the fans that are upset to the extreme. They're upset. Get over um, how they feel. At the end of the day, it's either you're still a Browns fan, you're not. There's nothing going to change. There's no matter how many people are upset about it, nothing's going to change. It's a guaranteed contract. I promise you, Jimmy Haslam is not going to throw away $230 million just because there's a bunch of fans upset. It's just not happening. It's not going. It's no way, no how. Um, so at the end of the day, either. The fans that are upset to the extreme that they are upset either will have to accept what has happened and continue being a Browns fan, or they're going to have to move on. I, I think it's going to take a year or two. We still have people that have never gotten past the whole Michael Vick thing, um, people that still make their jokes, make their comments and everything else, just like Big Ben, um, just like Greg Hardy, just many. Um, I've not heard too many cream hunts. Um, quarterback from the Baltimore Ravens, or the running back of the Baltimore Ravens, um, that uh, we saw the vicious uh, beating up his girlfriend in, at the elevator. Um, that that still gets thrown up here and there, and it's kind of the, well, I'm not going to say the bar because he only got suspended for two games, uh, but it's one of the things, uh, Ray Rice, um, that kind of gets thrown out there. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how the NFL handles this. Um, even even if he is found innocent or does not get any charges, um, Big Ben was in the same boat, got a six-game suspension. So we all expect um, the, uh, the the NFL to suspend him anyway. Um, I put out in uh, on my fan page, we talked about this and everything else, and a good friend of mine had reached out, and actually he had posted this on his own page um, after I had already shared this uh, exact same thing from Jim, Jimmy Haslam. And so we got in a conversation, so I asked him if – it was if he would copy and paste his his answer to my uh, to Mr. CJ Sports uh, fan page, and that it could be a topic of conversation. So I want to uh, I want to thank him um, for doing that. Um, but uh, the fact that the Browns structured the contract to minimize a suspension pay cut 
is atrocious. And I told you we get into talking about this the salary and how it's structured. Year one, the Cleveland Browns are only going to pay him one. One million thirty-five thousand dollars, basically a million dollars. The rest of it is a signing bonus. In other words, if you did your research, and he's going to talk about this here in a second, um, if you did your research and everything, and you were confident that this man is innocent, then why did the Browns structure their contract in a way that if he got suspended, he would only lose? up to a million dollars, depending on how long the suspension is, how much of the, the how many weeks and how much of that million dollars he's going to be cut. In other words, the Browns structured this contract in the way to basically cost Deshaun Watson nothing. Now hindsight looking at it from Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns, you kind of you 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 kind of made a deal that, first of all, Deshaun Watson could not pass up, and maybe that's why he, at the end of the day, ended up picking the Cleveland Browns. I mean, outside of having what is arguably top three offensive line, many say the top offensive line, um, uh, uh, offensive, uh, an offense that has Amari Cooper, that has uh, Pope Caldwell, that has uh, Najuku, that has Kareem Hunt, that has Nick Chubb, that with the restructure of Amari Cooper's um, contract, freeing up $15 million to hopefully, possibly working on bringing Javaris Landry back, putting the Landry with Amari Cooper, with Pope Caldwell, with Njuku, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, with Deshaun Watson behind center in what is arguably the best, if not top three, offensive lines in the entire NFL, not to mention the defense, which with freeing up, that $15 million. They're also looking to bring in Jadavian Clowney back uh, to offset and give uh, help pull some of the pressure off Miles Garrett, who Clowney had like what nine sacks or whatever this year. I'm um, not counting Miles Garrett in the, the numerous uh, sacks he had. Um, puts Cleveland in a, a very a very great spot. It builds a relationship. It builds a trust thing. Look, we got your back. You got our back. Let's do this. Um, and I think Cleveland did this in a way to hopefully it's just not going to be a five-year deal. Uh, why structure? He goes on to talk about why structure it that way if you did a tremendous amount of background on a guy who has over 200 allegations of sexual misconduct. Are you confident in his innocence or are you just confident he'll stay in the organization because you reeled him in by promising him that he would get his money whether he's guilty or not? Exactly. I agree 100% with the response. Um, that's, uh, that's so messed up. He goes on to say, um, if you're going to take a chance on the guy, cool. If you've done a tremendous amount of background and feel and feel confident he's innocent, um, but don't minimize punishment if he's found guilty. Too many men get away with sexual misconduct every damn day right in front of our faces, and that's gross. Um, I agree with him. And guys, thank you, Zach. Um, I don't know if you're catching the show tonight. How often do you catch the show? Um, I, I know that he's a fan of the pages, um, and, and we've had uh, conversations. Uh, somebody that I worked with um, in North Carolina um, when I was uh, a bouncer at yesterday's Pub and Grill. So um, big shouts out to him, and uh, I appreciate the, the response. Uh, but it does, it, it, and a lot of people feel that way. 
not only are people upset of the sexual misconduct, uh, misconduct, um, the exposure, the harassment, um, basically the advancements that Deshaun Watson was making um, with the, the, the massage therapist, the masseuses, um, but the fact that Cleveland structured this contract. I mean, the, the, Jimmy Haslam's no idiot. He knew what he was doing. Now, he did this in a way that made it look the best he could as an owner and for the Cleveland as, – as an owner of the Cleveland Browns. In other words, look, Sean, you come here. We're going to take care of you. We're going to structure this contract in the way that even if the NFL decided to suspend you for the entire year, you're only going to lose $1 million out of this $230 million that are guaranteed. That's it. That's all that's going to happen. We got you. Just remember this. Remember when you sign this, this contract, what, what we have done for you. I am the owner that cares for, cares about you. I am the owner that wanted to get you uh, on the, on this field and give you the best opportunity possible. In five years from now, just remember this this opportunity I gave you. Come on, where no dummy? Uh, like I said, Mari Cooper end up restructuring. Cleveland restructured his contract um, to help free up fifteen million dollars in. Uh, Calorie, uh, salary cap space and hopes to bring Javaris Landry, which Cleveland wants back. Uh, Landry wanted to stay in Cleveland, just there was no guarantee money, um, and he was not getting the, the money he wanted. Um, the fans want him back. Um, so hopefully that is something. You pair him up. You got a nice slot receiver with a nice deep threat um, in Amara Cooper, and Caldwell has been a pretty good uh, deep threat as well. Um, you got Janjuku, like I said, out there. We got rid of Hooper, but you still got Bryant. And like I said, you've got uh, the best running back duo in the entire NFL. This could be an interesting season. All pairing on um, Prosets, um coming in and playing for Deshaun Watson, and depending on how long Deshaun Watson is suspended for when that time comes and how long this whole legal action and really when it when it happens. Um, it, it's one thing to be suspended the first four, six, eight, whatever games of the season. It's another thing when you get to the end of the season and you're suspended the last four, six, eight games of the season. So that will also play a big factor and a key factor into um, how this season ends up playing out for the Cleveland Browns. Um, Devontae Adams was traded. Um, Green Bay Packers went ahead train to Las Vegas for a first-round pick, the 22nd pick overall, and a second-round pick, which was the 53rd overall pick. Um, upgrade for um, upgrade for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, had this conversation over the last week. My only concern is when it comes to the Los Angeles Raiders is and Los Angeles Raiders end up making or I'm sorry, Las Vegas Raiders end up making them the highest paid wide receiver. Um, how diluted are the stats? I mean, at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers what had Randall Cobb to throw to and Devontae Adams, and he really only had complete 100% confidence in Devontae Adams. So 
at the end of the day, Devontae Adams got thrown the ball a gazillion times and everybody else got, what, a handful of times. Um, so how diluted are those stats? Will he have those same kind of stats? Will, will those numbers reflect that next year um, when he has uh, a place for a team with more than one receiver and a quarterback that maybe doesn't have the same relationship or the same trust? Um, like I said, still an upgrade for the Las Vegas Raiders. That makes helps make the AFC West interesting when uh, with Russell Wilson out in um, – in Denver, um, Kansas City added a couple pieces as well. And, and of course, the uh, Chargers have, uh, with and Khalil Mack to the defense, have been doing things in the offseason as well. Um, so definitely be interesting in the AFC as well. Uh, Matt Ryan, the Falcons traded uh, Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts. An upgrade for the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts uh, gave up a uh, third-round pick in this year's draft for Matt Ryan. Um the trade will leave a, a dead money charge of $40.525 million on the, Falcon, the Falcons' salary cap this season. Um, so the Colts upgraded, got rid of Carson, uh, uh, Carson Wentz, brought in uh, Matt Ryan um, to, to help them be more competitive in the uh, AFC South. Jacksonville's still a joke, uh, really going to be a joke until you get rid of Trevor Lawrence. Um, but that, that whole organization is just a, a complete mess still. And you're, you you got Tennessee, um, obviously a playoff-bound team. Uh, and so – and I'm drawing a complete blank on, on the Houston Texans without uh, – and that's – that whole situation is still an ongoing situation as well. So, really, you put yourself in the second spot with an opportunity of being the top team coming out of the AFC South. In doing so, getting rid of Matt Ryan and freeing up that salary cap space, they went ahead and signed Marcus Mariotto, two-year, $18.75 million. So, at the end of the day, you downgraded significantly, but downgraded at the quarterback position, but you open up salary cap space and got a draft pick. Um, so uh, obviously this this offseason for the Atlanta Falcons is continued to go ahead and do this rebuild. Matt Ryan really probably didn't want to be part of another rebuild or a part of a rebuild. He wanted to put himself in an opportunity with two or three maybe good years left in his career, put himself in a situation where I'm going to join a team that potentially could go to the playoffs and could be an actual contender, I don't know, for Super Bowl, uh, but at least win a round or two in the playoffs um, versus being part of a whole rebuild. You don't have any receiver really um, suspended for a year with his gambling issue. Um, and you really have no other threat at the, the receiver or tight end position. So, um, Matt Ryan gets an opportunity to go to a better team. Um, unfortunately, for Atlanta Falcons, you're now you're stuck with Mar Marcus Mariota, a 62.8% uh, completion thrower, um, 13,000 yards, 77 touchdowns, 45 interceptions, just an 89.5 QBR. Um, that's the greatest quarterback. Um, injuries have been an issue for Mariota. Um, I. 
still is beyond a joke to me that Winston him went one and two, and uh, I, that tells you how piss poor that draft class was when those were your top two um, picks coming out of uh, college football. Um, but both of them, here we are, years later, going to get an opportunity because James Winston um, just went ahead and agreed to a two-year deal with a base value of $28 million, including $21 million guaranteed to play for the New Orleans Saints or stay with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, that's, it tells you a hard time. It tells you it's hard times down in the NFC South. And it, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what it is. You got... Tom Brady, who's like as old as God, and everybody else is afraid to go play in the AFC South, like they're or the NFC South, like they're afraid that they won't get past Tampa Bay and get out of the South. I mean, you're you, all you literally got to do is beat a guy that's going to turn 45 years old this season. But yet, what well, we got, Sam Darnold and, and Carolina. I don't think Carolina's even figured out their quarterback situation. But I, I think they're back at having Sam Darnold. Now you have Jameis Winston in New Orleans and Marcus Mariotto in Atlanta. You, you can almost have the, the quarterback from the local flag football organization come and win this division at this point, if not be for Tom Brady. <laughs> That's insane. I, I, I don't know if it's just a lack of interest to go play for these three organizations or if quarterbacks are just that scared of having to be in the same division, watching Tampa Bay do what they've done the last two years, watching Tom Brady do what he did in uh, New England and pretty much win that division almost every single year. Are, are quarterbacks, legitimate quarterbacks, that afraid to go play in the same division that you're stuck having Marcus Mariota, Jameson Winston, and Sam Darnold as three of the starting quarterbacks in the same division as Tom Brady? Come on, it's not that serious. The dude's 45 years old. I can I can power walk faster than he runs. <laughs> Hence, that's why he never does a quarterback sneak. That's why he hardly ever runs the ball. Some say the Saints are still playoff contenders with Jameson Winston. Are you kidding me? Remember his last full season, he threw 30 interceptions. <laughs> But he threw 530. I don't care how many yards he threw. He threw for 30 interceptions. <laughs> Was the reason why Tampa Bay got off the whole Jameson Winston thing. Matthew Stafford signed or agreed to a four-year, $160 million extension. Um, not all of it hitting the cap. Uh, Matthew Stafford took a book out of uh, Tom Brady's playbook. Did not take a max contract. He humbled himself. He's like, you know what? First of all, I'm not going to be greedy for an organization that got me the hell out of Detroit and I ended up winning the Super Bowl with. But more specifically, like, look, I've been illegal quite a few years. I, I've had some injuries. 
I like to I like to be protected. I I like what Tom Brady has done. Let me let me take a little. Let me not let me not max contract. I think I think it's something like six percent, six point seven percent, something like that, um, of his salary is going to hit the Rams cap. We all know the magic number. It's fourteen point seven, or no twelve. Well, now I forget. It's either twelve or fourteen. It's fourteen point seven. Yeah percent of the quarterbacks uh, 14.7% of the quarterback salary um, if that's the team's cap then they do not go to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl something like that it's either go or win so I feel <laughs> let, me, let me take um, I want to say it's 14.7 it's crazy. I was just talking about it earlier. I knew it. Yeah, I want to say it was 14.7. Maybe it's 12.7. I don't remember now. I knew it until I just had to say it. It's one of the things, if you want to ask that, I don't know the answer to. Um, but he needs to say his is only 6.7%. <laughs> so, look, we, we're going to put players around. We're going to do this again. Um, Rashad Penny, um, the Seahawks re-signed him to a one-year, $5.7 million deal. Maximum deal. The uh, maximum value of the deal is $6.5 million. Obviously, there's some bonus incentives in that uh, contract um, to help. Uh, I am, At this point, I don't even know their quarterback situation still at this point. Um, I thought old man Carroll was going to go out on the limb and uh, bring that not even backup quarterback has been Colin Kaepernick into um, the equation, but I even, it's funny because you, you have these people that they want to feel good about themselves. Well, he should have an opportunity. You know, a team should, but they're never the ones. Like, I want to feel good about myself and saying, you know, he should have a chance and teams should look at him and teams should sign him, but don't feel good enough that makes them the idiot to do it. Um, at the end of the day, he's had his opportunities. He got benched because he wasn't good enough. He got benched for Blaine Gabbard. Had an opportunity to go place elsewhere, backup contracts. He did not want to be a backup quarterback. Did not want that kind of pay. Want to blame the NFL. Want to sue the NFL. Talking about blackball. No, you weren't blackball. You just overvalued yourself. You didn't like a true value assessment and what you're being offered to be paid. And so you wanted to cry foul play, and that's just not how it went. A few years ago, we had this whole um, Minnesota cop thing and the, the George Floyd or, yeah, George Floyd stuff, and they all got brought back up. Had an opportunity to play out for teams in the last minute, decided to move the, uh, the workout on all these teams that decided we're going to kind of watch him and kind of blew his one opportunity um, they had at that point in time. Here we are again um, with a couple wide receivers here and there doing workouts with them. It's, it's one thing to sit there and play, play and catch, 
on a football field, no pads, no defense, no nothing. People do it all the time. At 30-something years old, or 34, 35 years old, for a quarterback that got benched for Blaine Gabbert that had a horrible record and um, horrible performances before leading up to his bench and then decided not to take the opportunities that he could have and possibly bettered himself and got a starting role. Now here we are, God knows how many years removed from the NFL, and now you got someone like Pete Carroll trying to feel good about himself um, instead of actually putting the money where his mouth is. He's going to speak to and talk this talk to make himself build, feel better, knowing damn well that unless he has a second, possibly third string quarterback position open and Colin Kaepernick's willing to take that pay, because that's not always worth at this point, wasn't worth really much better when he got benched. Um, that's, that's where we're at, and that's where we'll stay at. Um, Allen Robinson, the Rams are giving Allen Robinson a three-year, $45 million deal that includes $30 million um, guaranteed. Yes, the Rams upgraded. Um, Robinson left Chicago Bears. Um, part of uh, why Matthew Stafford decided to take lesser money. If I take lesser money, we could bring some targets in. I get some protection. Look at all this and exactly what um, the Los, Los Angeles Rams did do. Um, they also did trade off um, Robert Woods. Robert Woods wanted to go ahead and explore his opportunities. Um, they gave him an opportunity. He had an opportunity to go to the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers shot themselves in the foot. Did not look all all the, the the Titans gave up with a future sixth-round pick for the trade. Um, and, and the Green Bay Packers did not take it upon themselves to uh, seal the deal and, and secure some kind of target for Aaron Rodgers. Now, Devontae, and we, we had this conversation. I just talked about this last week. This is one of the things that kill me about the whole fall in suits. We got – um, well, this quarterback got paid this quarterback. So now this is the quarterback value. And this is, you know, we we, we got to value the quarterbacks based on what the going rate is. That's, no, that's not how this needs to work. This all began way back, and I'm sure it began before the whole Joe Flacco thing, but that's as far as back as I can remember, that he won the Super Bowl, and that was the new bar. And that, so he needed a new contract, or that was his year to get a new contract. So that this was the value. Then every quarterback since then, and like I said, they probably went before him, but that's back as far as I can remember, after winning that Super Bowl against who? Oh, yeah, Colin Kaepernick and the 49ers. Ever since then, it has been one of those things where – the pay of the quarterback has gone up by the next quarterback that has performed. I'm not even going to say great. They've only had to perform. I mean, look at Dak Prescott. He didn't perform great. He performed good, above average, and look at the ridiculous contract he just got. Um, but it's one of the things that once you start doing this, then you and back to this whole, what, 12.7% um, cap space. Once you lock in that 12%, you no longer – put yourself in the opportunity to win the Super Bowl, according to the stats. And we watched the Seattle Seahawks dispose. You remember once upon a time when you had Russell Wilson in that rookie contract and you had the Legion of Boom and all those guys, those young players and those young contracts and rookie contracts. Um, once everybody started getting greedy, what happened? Oh, 
Same with the Kansas City Chiefs. You had everybody in those nice young contracts, um, and, and before you restructured or re did the extension for uh, Patrick Mahomes, you, you, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Um, now you're starting to lose pieces here and there because everybody's being greedy. And once uh, once that happens, now you're going to watch the same thing uh, unfold with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you had a number one receiver in Devontae Adams. You wanted this ridiculous contract. He wanted a ridiculous contract. Both y'all couldn't get a ridiculous contract. Now Aaron Rodgers, David Rodgers, who complained because he had no targets, lost the only one target he had because uh, Green Bay is not going to give him the – couldn't afford to give him the money that he wanted to get because they had to give um, Aaron Rodgers the money he wanted. And so now Aaron Rodgers is left with, what, third and fourth string receivers at this point? Um, depending on who you talk to, if they're even third string, they might even be just four string quarterbacks or uh, wide receivers. Um, Eli uh, Apple, um, who was basically the butt, butt of every joke after the Super Bowl, as uh, one of the key reasons why the Cincinnati Bengals lost the Super Bowl is Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and the really the whole receiving core had their day with Eli Apple to include the late touchdown um, was really the butt joke. Well, guess what? AFC North should breathe a little bit easier. Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jack. Well, Lamar Jackson doesn't really throw the ball that good or that accurately. So Apple might have a shot still to defend his balls. Um, and, uh, Mr. Brisky at least could breathe a little bit easier knowing that Eli Apple will at least be back in the Cincinnati um, secondary for at least one more year with a four-year deal, um, not upgrading or improving their defensive secondary. Um, Cincinnati Bengals decided they were going to stay the same in a one-year, one $4 million deal. Um other NFL news, Urban Meyer, um, really not NFL so much anymore, but Urban Meyer was reportedly unfamiliar with multiple opposing star players when he was coaching the Jaguars, including Errol Donald, um, I'm sorry, Aaron Donald, Debo Samuel, and Jamal Adams. Um, to me, it's crazy. Um, as a head coach, how would you not know, especially who were the key um players on the opposite team um, and prepare for them and make sure your offense was prepared for them, especially more so talking about Aaron Darnold that he said that 99 guy and something didn't even know who he was. Um, I, I understand, understand you spent most of your life in college football, the Florida Gators, Ohio State Buckeyes, um, even up in the studio doing college game day stuff and all that. But at some point, it's almost like did Jacksonville put him in there to intentionally fail just in case what I've been talking about, the Trevor Lawrence thing came true, which that's the way it's playing out so far, and, and Trevor Lawrence being this horrible bust. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I don't understand how you're a head coach of an NFL team and don't even know – even if this is your first year in the NFL and you hadn't spent all your your life studying college football and, and how to run successful college football programs, 
you should at least do your film study going into the next week. Even if it wasn't until that week when you sat down in the film room with your team, with your coaches, with your head coaches, your defensive coaches, and started to game plan, started to watch the other team, starting to learn different trends and everything else. At that point, you should have known. You should have known, shoot, I'm going against Aaron Donald. I know. I've heard about Aaron Donald. Wow, Aaron Donald's on this play. Aaron Donald's on this play. Let me, let me, it's amazing what you can find out on Google. Like, start pulling up some stats. Key thing, team leaders, like, what was, what was Urban Meyer doing all week? That's crazy to me. Um, NBA, NCAA bracket, I tell you what, only 2% of the brackets has St. Peter's in it. Uh, but St. Peter's is in the Sweet 16. They have not been this far since their head coach was playing for St. Peter's. Um, but 2% of the brackets, only 2% of the brackets can be perfect at this point. I don't know if all 2% are perfect, but only 2% of the brackets has St. Peter's in the Sweet 16. Um, this weekend... Coming up, your Sweet 16. We got Gonzaga going against number four, Arkansas. That will be Thursday night, 7 o'clock, 7.09 to be exact. Villanova, second-ranked Villanova, will be going against 11th-ranked Michigan, who has looked very well um, so far in this um, uh, quite extreme turnaround from the talks of them possibly not even making it in into the tournament, and Juwan Howard getting that five-game suspension, um, swinging on the Wisconsin coach, but we'll talk a little bit more about Howard here in a minute. Um, they'll be on at 729 on Thursday night. Also, Thursday night, you got number two, Duke, who has found their way in. Coach K got his 1,200th win. Mad respect to Coach K. Um, we'll be going up against number three, Texas Tech, at 939. Number one, Arizona, who's had a couple close matches, is going against number five, Houston, who has managed to keep sliding their way in. Um, and continuing on, this should be a great matchup between um, Arizona and Houston. Um, that's at 959. Also on the uh, Friday night games, you got number three, Purdue, against that 15th-ranked St. Peter's team. Don't be surprised if you see St. Peter's make it into the Elite Eight. Uh, number one, Kansas against number four, Providence at 729. That first game was a 709, in case I didn't say it. Um, number four, UCLA, one of those uh, Cinderella stories. I must say Cinderella is their fourth rank. Both those teams, uh, kind of those dark horse teams that are still in it. A lot of people were paying a lot of attention to um, have continued their, their route to uh, – the uh, the big show um, in the Final Four. Uh, go against uh, number eight-ranked um, Carolina, North Carolina. Um, they've looked pretty good as well. That game will be at 939. And then the 10th-ranked Miami-Florida Hurricanes against the number 11 Ohio-Iowa State at 959. This should be a great game. And uh, either one of these two teams will carry on their Cinderella story. Um, is uh, Outside of the, the same – uh, St. Peter's team. There's no other teams outside well, Michigan. Um, so this, it's interesting to see a little bit of diversity um, coming into uh, the Sweet 16. Um, John Howard, um, I, I tell you what, the quickest way, <laughs> the quickest way to redeem yourself, and I know it's not why he did it, 
But the quickest day, way to redeem yourself after looking like the worst coach ever, swinging on another coach over some stupid petty stuff uh, after a game, is to sit there and embrace and comfort an opponent's player who is emotional, an emotional wreck, crying and everything else. Um, I, I tell you what, there, there's, there's no better way to, to, to change some of the hearts out there of uh, those that were so uh, not big on Juwan Howard after the, the whole swinging on the Wilson, the Wisconsin coach. I'm embracing Tennessee's Kennedy, Kennedy Chandler after the game. If you're not seeing it, go to the 110 Nation uh, sports fan page. Um, you see uh, Chandler crying, uh, very upset, and uh, Juwan Howard just trying to hold, uh, giving him a hug, holding on to him, um, and, and just really trying to uh, comfort him and, and you know life experience, try to tell him, you know, as we all remember that Fab Five and uh, that notorious Chris Weber timeout against UNC and. Uh, um, the timeout that they didn't have, costing them really the – I'm not going to say cost them the game, uh, but cost them any chance of winning the game. Um, as I think, if I'm not mistaken, they were down. That's why Howard was calling – or Weber was calling timeout to get the ball advanced or at least a chance to get a play in. Um, but, uh, yes, um, Juan Howard, much respect. Um, it could have been easy to look, go find your own coach. Let me go um, enjoy this victory with my team. You know, I am kind of in the spotlight. I better not. You know, all the all the reasons, probably a hundred million reasons that Joe Juan Howard could have just walked away and, and and nobody even thought twice about it because it was an opponent player crying after uh, a tough loss. But instead, he went ahead and took an opportunity um, to kind of help ease the heart and the emotions of a, a young basketball, a passionate basketball player, and uh, um, kind of uh, changed the hearts while he was doing so. So, uh, hat tip to you there, Mr. Howard. Uh, Major League Baseball. Horace Soiler um, is in agreement with the Miami Marlins, a three-year, $36 million, I hope I pronounced that right, George, maybe J-O-R-G-E, uh, $36 million contract with opt-outs after each of the first two seasons. Um, Soiler compiled a career batting average of 246, 121 home runs, 343 RBIs um, in his 661 career games um, with the Chicago Cubs, uh, Kansas City Royals, Atlanta Braves, making the Marlins his his fourth team um, going into his 10th season. Um, Carlos Carrera um, went ahead and signed with the uh, Minnesota Twins. They reached a three-year, $105.3 million deal. <laughs> Sign up there. Um, he's played seven. All, uh, he played all seven of his seasons with the Houston um, Astros. Um, 277 batting average, 781 hits, 133 home runs, 489 RBIs, 438 runs scored. He's also uh, he was also Rookie of the Year and has got a World Series belt underneath a title underneath his belt. Um, so good addition to the Minnesota Twins. I don't know about the contract, but um, a good deal for the Minnesota Twins who uh, looking to improve 
um, in this offseason. And Freddie Freeman, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers are in agreement with Freddie Freeman to a six-year Hundred and sixty-two, just getting bigger. Hundred sixty-two million dollar contract. Um, Freeman has played twelve seasons with the Braves, or played twelve seasons with the Braves. Now, will spend season number thirteen in Los Angeles. Two ninety-five batting average, one uh, one thousand seven hundred four hits, two seventy-one home runs, nine hundred forty-nine RBIs, nine hundred sixty-nine runs scored, one Golden Glove, one MVP, two Silver Slugger awards. Um, as a good pickup for the Dodgers who uh, look to uh, repeat out there in Los Angeles. And uh, um, they're going to do their own championship celebration without LeBron, by the way. (laughs) Let me jump on. Let me report you guys' celebration. We won our championship two years ago, and we're probably not even going to make the playoffs this year. But what's collaborates and just everybody, no, let's let's, let's not (laughs) Um, don't forget, Tuesday night, 8 o'clock right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Um, race chat live with Chris, Craig, and Taz. Recap of Atlanta, all the three series. You do not want to miss it. It was one hell of a weekend. Um, all three races were one hell of a race, especially the Cup Series. Um, as that was probably the... the uh, the most interesting at the end. Also, make sure that you guys uh, go and support our marketing partners. I got to thank uh, Phoenix Fitness. You can find them at fnxfit.com. Use code FNXIZZK to get 15% off your order and help the 110 Nation grow. Also, got to thank uh, Bears Bullish Market Talk Group. Uh, for everybody that goes over there and joins their Facebook group, the uh, uh, Bears Bullish Market Talk Group will donate a dollar to um, help us continue to upgrade and grow. And also, they are going to be donating a percentage of their profits every month um, to help us with this continuous grow and upgrade. And I also got to thank Carolina Sports Plus. You guys can find them on Facebook, Carolina Sports Plus. Um, and pay attention to our Facebook page. Um, he told me this week or next week the website will be out. Um, so make sure you guys go check that out as well. Support a local business owner. Great prices, great quality product. I, I have at least a handful, probably a couple handfuls worth of product from Carolina Sports Plus. Mario's great to get, a great guy. Make sure you let him know that the 110 Nation sent you. Um, get your uh, special uh, hookup um, from telling him that. Uh, like I said, Tuesday night. 8 o'clock right here in the 110 Nation Sports Radio uh, Network studio. We got Race Chat Live, Chris, Craig, and Taz. Next week, uh, Southern Dirt Track Reports will be making their way back into the studio. 8 o'clock, kick their season off. And then Taz will uh, be bringing you guys um, the med, the Mud Mule um iRacing Series League, uh, looking forward to uh, listening to uh, race live race action, 
driver updates and league information. Um, so looking forward to that as well. If you guys not liked our fan page, make sure you guys jump over to the 110 Nation Sports fan page. Um, give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at the 110 Nation. Until um, next time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.